Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. And this is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. We've got a great topic today. We want to talk about communication. And on a previous episode, we talked about how to talk without letting your conversation turn into a fight or a quarrel. Or, or dare I say, a kerfuffle. Exactly. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah. This time, we want to lay out five aspects of good communication and just kind of identify proactively five nuggets of mm. communication wisdom, if mm. you will. Chick-fil-A nugget. Mm-hmm. We're dropping not just a nugget, but a five-piece nugget Ooh, here sounds today. delicious so. and helpful, hopefully. Having good communication in marriage is really important. It's also a challenging thing, and I think it's something that we have to learn. It's not something that we're born with. Mm. You have to learn how to mm-hmm. communicate throughout your childhood, and hopefully by the time you're a grown adult and you're married to someone, you've learned some principles for communication. But we have four small people in our home Mm -hmm. who are in the learning (laughs) process, and they haven't arrived yet. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you just think about our toddler who tries to communicate, and really a lot of it is screaming or the very basic words that he knows. Like, no. Like, no, or mine, mine, or me. Some favorites. Right, right. Those are all super (laughs) top hot on the list. But, um, yeah, those communication things make it tricky to understand what is he trying to say, what would he like, and how can I even help him in that process. I don't even know sometimes. I, I just tell him straight out. I don't even, I don't know what you're saying, buddy. It's yeah. just not clear. It's sad because he's trying to communicate so hard. He, he's given it everything he's <laughs> yeah. got. And, oh, yes. and you can tell he's trying to say something or get you to understand right. something. Right. And it's just like, dude, that doesn't make sense. Right. We don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, so we've got to we've got to get past that <laughs> in our conversations, but right? Is, yeah, but he is learning, and so our our kids develop in their ability to encode a message and for it to be understandable and decodable by other people who speak the English language. That's really right. what communication is. You know, as adults, hopefully, we've been able to develop this art of encoding a message mm-hmm. that the person that we're trying to communicate to can successfully decode and understand what we mean. Right. And so we want to be able to do that in our marriage because it's a key aspect of having a good relationship. And it's so important to communicate well so that we're on the same page, on the same track, and we know what the other person is thinking, hoping, wanting, all of that. We're arriving at the same locations at the same times and doing the same things. Absolutely. So it's really important. So we want to identify five uh, nuggets I've had to do this well. Juicy nuggets. Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, what's the first nugget in your mind? First nugget, listening. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, sorry, what? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I spaced out for a minute. I was pausing to listen <laughs> to what you had to say about oh, that. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's super important. I think about how um, it has to all start here if you're going to communicate well. Because we often can think about what we want to say. So we're planning our next words or our next defense in a conversation or how we want to approach the subject or, or give our opinion. Yeah. But it's super important to stop and hear from our spouse what they're trying to communicate. And um, that can be hard for me because I move kind of fast. And so sometimes I just need to stop and take a breath and even like, listen, what are you saying? What is he trying to communicate? Make sure I'm getting all the parts and also ask clarifying questions mm. to help understand better what you're, what, whatever it is you're saying. Yeah. 
Man, that is a huge thing that you just said right there. Boom. If couples, <laughs> yeah, if couples will learn and continue to learn how to listen well, that is an absolute game changer in your marriage. You, you are pausing, looking your spouse in the eye, giving them your full attention mm. and really caring about what they're saying and what they're meaning, not interpreting it according to what you think or, as you mentioned, coming up with your response or just kind of doing time while they speak so that you can yeah. say what you want to say. When is it my turn? That yeah. is just not communication. That's one-sided communication is what right. it is. Right. So, and it gets you into a lot of problems. Yeah. Well, I think you've done this well because you just one specific thing you do when we're out at a restaurant um, is, well, let's just, you know, you get to a restaurant and there's TVs all around and something I've seen you do well is to place yourself in the right chair so that you're facing away from the TV. <laughs> and yeah. I don't, uh, years ago you, you created this thing where you'll say, Oh wait, wait, you sit here. Yeah. And so you face your back towards the TV yeah. so that you're not tempted with it over my shoulder and me getting the whole eyes going up and back yeah. and then oh, the so zone hard. out, you know, the glossed over look where I'm like, uh -huh. sweetie, uh -huh. babe, babe. Where'd you go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think every couple listening to this knows exactly what we're talking about. Right. And uh, it's not just the TV that can be distracting. When we go out to a, a dinner, I want to put myself in a position where I can look at you and not be distracted by anything. Mm -hmm. Ideally, I just want to face the least amount of stuff right? so that I can focus on you. Because that's what I want to do when we go out to dinner. So why not put myself in a spot where I can do that best without being distracted? Yeah, we should just bring like a big box so we can just like, tunnel vision. you know, like one of those, oh, those in screens, those little walls you can bring uh -huh, uh -huh. so we can just wall ourselves off from uh -huh. everyone else. Yep, just so bring a blanket, focus. drape it over us yes. and sneak in a couple kisses in yeah, there. No one would even know. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sign me up. <laughs> okay, the second nugget that uh -huh. we we're going to drop here is processing processing. So we want to not only listen to what the person is saying, but you alluded to this. We want to also process what the other person said. Yeah. And I know for fast movers, that can be hard. And I'm a fast mover, fast talker. First thought comes to my mind sometimes is out. Mm -hmm. And so when we're communicating, um, I want to make sure that I give myself time to process what you're saying, kind of run it through the brain before I'm just going going with whatever I feel or think initially. And so sometimes it's like, wait a second, let me step back and really think through what you just said or meant there. And even as we were alluded to, clarifying some of that will help process, you know, asking a question. Yes. Clarify. So you have to work hard to process and you have to remind yourself and tell yourself to pause and to think about, you know, whatever the, the thing is. And uh, other people may process more naturally, and that's just kind of the default. That's what I do. I, I process things all day long. Yes. And, um, and so that's one aspect of this. Yeah. yeah. Another aspect is you do a really good job of giving me time to process because I don't have five nuggets of wisdom instantly. It's going to take me a few minutes to get there. Mm -hmm. And you, through the years, have done a really good job of pausing your initial... Yeah. you know, things you want to say and just giving me some time. Yeah. Allowing some space. In the beginning of our marriage, it was a little bit trickier. I remember thinking, hello, what 
Yeah. Know, are you going to say any, <laughs> I, hello? I'm thinking. It, yeah. Like, where'd you go? But really, I just, I could see the wheels turning in your brain. Mm-hmm. You're thinking it through. You're trying to kind of think about all the aspects. So I think that's helpful is to allow that space not to get frustrated if somebody needs a little bit more time. Good. Speaking of not getting frustrated, the third thing we want to talk about here is clarifying your expectations. Mm. We talk about good communication. I think one of the key pieces to good communication is verbalizing expectations and not letting the expectations go unknown because that leads to frustration. You're expecting something from me. I don't know it. You're mad at me that I'm not doing what I don't even know I'm supposed to do or the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. It happens where it's in my mind. I've had this. I expect something of you. Well, does, isn't he see the trash is full? He's I want him to take it out. But I have actually never said that out loud to you or asked you, hey, honey, could you take out the trash? And then it's like, I'm a little bugged. Why yeah. isn't he taking out the trash? So basically, I've had a conversation in my own mind. Yeah. You're not even part of it. Well, I just recently <laughs> discovered that when you put stuff on, like when you pile stuff on the stairs, on the handrail side, that that means you're supposed to carry those things up the yes, stairs. Yes. I was like, why do you keep putting this stuff like right in the <laughs> path of where I'm supposed to walk? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you got it. Because all I'm saying is I grab know. it on your way up. But know. yeah, that would have been helpful to let you know, yeah. I guess. I actually share an illustration every time I do premarital counseling and I don't think I've ever even told you that I do this but Uh I talk to couples before they get married about clarifying their expectations to each other and I talk about how in our first year of marriage we had tension we had conflicts that Mm -hmm. arose out of uncommunicated expectations and uh, basically it was I think growing up you your dad the, mm-hmm. the, the man of the house, the head of the house, yeah. always locked the front door and checked all the windows and basically just locked the house down yes. before retiring for the evening. Right. And um, there were occasions where you were frustrated at me the next morning. So we just started off the day and I'm in the doghouse mm. because I didn't lock the door or shut the back window or, you know, Turn secure the, the house. Yeah. And we found out through communication later that you had this expectation on me I didn't know it and um, I think that's a reasonable expectation it's just I need to know that you expect that from me and when I know I want to hit it out of the park if you expect me to lock the house guess what I'm going to do that I'm going to do a good job of that that's something easy achievable realistic for me now if you expected me to not only lock the front door but secure a perimeter around the house and patrol for 30 (laughs) minutes before going to sleep each night, I might say, you know what? I can't commit to doing that. So let's have a conversation where we come to terms Mm -hmm. and we agree on what is a realistic expectation. Yeah, I think that's great. And there are a lot of uh, expectations maybe we aren't even aware of that we have in our mind. But once we see that there is one, like I didn't even know I had that protector sort of you got to lock down the house you know I don't know it's like the man's role in my mind well as soon as that comes to light then we can have a good conversation about it so great totally important I think we have to also transition to talking about phones okay yeah this this is a real thing phones are everywhere Right. This is a real. This thing. This is a real thing Tell me now. About it. Well, I mean, many years ago, you didn't have a phone in your pocket, in your hand, in your purse, always there. But now we need to discuss. You know, how do we deal with phones when we're talking about good communication? I think there's there's a number of different ways to handle this on a practical level, and 
we have friends that I, I've heard they, they have a basket even at their front door entryway and mm-hmm. you know, as soon as you walk into the house you drop the phone in the basket and I mean that that's one thing I know another thing that people do is they just have a policy of phones are off or not at the dinner table or whatever right, it may be right. I think you ought to create some principles and some practices that allow for you to not be distracted by your phones yeah and we've had some good conversations about the phone specifically because we've noticed throughout the years that sometimes our eyes can be glued more to the phone than to each other or there's the temptation of that. And so we've set up a few little rules or little, you know, things to help us to not be totally distracted by the phone. And one is that we just set it aside, maybe have it close by, but we kind of ask each other's permission to look at it. Hey, is this a good time for me to check something? I just saw so-and-so texted. Yeah. And that really is honoring to the other person in the conversation because you've said, uh, there is something important that's come up on the phone, but and I'm telling you about it. And is this a, a right time or you know a couple minutes or whatever? And so then I'm not mad if you're checking something on the phone from you know somebody with a counseling issue or whatever. Um, that's one super helpful thing. Yeah, I mean when I'm like, hey, Philip Rivers is calling me right now. You mind if I take it? <laughs> right. You're like, right. Ah, no, now's not a good time. Yeah, call and him so back I'll later. Text exactly. him like, Phil, bro, can't get it right now. Exactly. And even when we're out with other people, we'll pull out the phone and I'll just communicate to them. I'm only going to check it if it's a babysitter or my husband. And I just communicate that up front. So I'm not, you know, constantly looking over at it or picking it up unless I see one of those two people. And, and I feel like that's honoring to the other couple involved or the person I'm out with as well. Yeah, that's really good. There's a whole lot of great aspects of having a phone that can do all the things that our phones can do. We just are saying we want to be careful with them and not use them at the expense of our marriage relationship. Let's use them in a way that would be good and complementary of the marriage relationship that we have. Yeah, great. I think lastly, let's talk about uh, how we can train our kids to not um, take over our lives. (laughs) I don't know, not to interrupt us and really pause the conversation and communicate poor things to one another. Yeah, so what you're getting at here is we, you and I are talking, we're looking each other in the eye, having Uh a face-to-face conversation Mm -hmm. and little arms reach up and start tapping, you know, tapping you on the elbow, tapping you in the arm, pulling on your arm. Or just saying, mom, 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 whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have done a really good job of telling our kids that mom and dad's conversation is important and you can't interrupt it at any time whenever you feel like it, whenever you want another scoop of peanut butter. Right. And I mean, maybe they'll, you know, it's a process for them to learn it, but we've talked about ways for them to couple things. One, put, walk up and put their finger up in the ear. I actually saw this from a friend and um, that just meant I have something to say. And I'm waiting. And the mom responded by putting her finger back up like, yes, I see you. But you know what? You have to wait a minute until we're done. Also walking up and having them put your their hand on your arm mm-hmm. and then you cover their hand with yours. That lets them know, yeah, I see you there, but you still have to wait. Yeah. And, you know, we start off small, right? The little ones, they, we only make them wait for five or ten seconds. But as they get older and older, we can expand that time minute to I mean, they should be able to stand there patiently waiting. Yeah. Yeah. What does it say to our spouse if any time some minor 
thing from a kid comes up, it takes precedence over the conversation that you're having. Yeah, it says they're more important than you. It's exactly what yeah. it says. And and I think it's it's so easy to slip into this. And we've mm-hmm. slipped into it. You know, we've slipped in and out of this. Yes. It's, it's hard. Um, but it is something that we ought to identify and say, you know what? Kids and their demands are not going to trump the conversation that we're having anytime. I mean, sure, maybe in some instances there's something urgent. Yes. Absolutely. But as far as a, creating a general practice, our kids need to learn how to wait, not only for the sake of our communication, but for the sake of them being people who know how to wait. Yeah. Well, and we've seen grown-ups who haven't learned that and who interrupt all the time. Maybe they never, they were never taught to wait. I mean, I yeah. just, I want my kids, our kids grow up seeing that other people's thoughts are important. Their words are important. And I'm going to wait my turn. I'm going to listen well. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And wait my turn to Look speak. Look at you. Look at you go. Just Weaving it all it together all here. All the nuggets. Putting it all together. Putting the nuggets all in a basket and putting a bow on top. <laughs> Getting some sauce. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Nice work. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that probably does wrap it up. Mm-hmm. I think so. I uh, so what can we challenge them to do in response to this? Um, Our listeners. Just what do we talk, want them? Talk good. <laughs> just talk good. Just go home and talk good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we need to see that this is important. These principles are important. And even analyze how well do we do these five things, these five yeah. nuggets. Yeah. What are we lacking? What are some practical steps we could include? Or what's a good conversation to have about good conversations? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So there's a way to implement this by doing what we're talking about. Whoa. (laughs) Mind grenade. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for tuning in today. Hope that you have a great rest of your day. We will catch you next time. Peace out. Peace out.